You are now listening to High Five the Podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff too. Now let's join our hosts Q and J as they broadcast live from the writer's room. The show starts in one... Season? The, like the one that's like right now? Yeah, like, yeah, like just happened. Legitimately happening. And the day this is going live will be more more likely Black Friday. That's it. what we're planning, right? right? That's that's the plan. Awesome. So when people are out storm storming the gates of their storm favorite the gates. of their favorite department stores, they can be having earbuds in and listening to us while like breaking people's arms. Ooh, we should probably like offer up some sort of like calming tone for them since they're going to be in that so, all right here we yeah, go okay go start it yep yeah kill them kill them kill them <coughs> kill them <laughs> that's calming right yeah. that's relaxing that's exactly what you need at this time time so, of your life can i tell you something really crazy please so uh i used to work retail a long yeah, time ago, okay. way back in the day, I worked in an electronics store. Right, and okay. one of my most favorite holiday memories was uh, the whole crew of the electronics store. We were all hanging out and we we're watching like uh, uh, Christmas movies on the TVs, okay, like good. on display. Right, and uh, you know, there's Christmas carols going, and then we had a sale on tube televisions at the time because that okay. was the, that was the thing. Tube, tube sock televisions. Yep, exactly. Great. Um, HD had just came just just came out just come out. And uh, they're like, you know, $700 a piece. And we had them on sale for like, I don't know, 400 bucks. Ooh, and I jumped on that deal. I, I'd buy that for a dollar. I watched two 60-year-old women fist fight over a TV in the back of our <laughs> store <laughs> on this Christmas. Uh, oh, it was Christmas? It wasn't even like a Black yeah, Friday well, thing? It was a black, uh, yeah, it was a Black Friday <sighs> thing, but it was this Christmas season. So while we have like... Silent night. You have like grannies like throwing punches. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of the opening scene from Krampus. I was gonna say you know? the opening scene from uh, Zombieland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same situation where it's like it's almost like in slow mo, and these two grannies are just like duking it out, just like blood. well, because they're grannies. It wasn't even you watching in slow mo. It was just them being very slow. <laughs> exactly. And what they were doing. Exactly. And, like, well, and then one TV, and they're like, not over my death. And then it's one of those situations, too, where, like, it looks really brutal, and then they you kind of, like, pull out and assess the entire situation. You realize they're actually standing, like, 10 feet apart from each other and just throwing hard candies. There's, <laughs> a, there's a Zamboni coming from really far away. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then one's got a walker and is yeah. just, like, shuffling, like, one to two <laughs> steps. And they're just, like, he both heading for that TV that's in the center. <laughs> and it's like, should we stop this? And everybody's like, no. no. just like, How let, could we? Just let it happen. How could we do It's like waking someone who's sleepwalking. It's right. dangerous. You can't do that. It's like, and, but instead of, like, bum fights, it's like gram fights. <laughs> like, <laughs> gram. Gram. Yeah. Gram. I, I gram got grams. it. I got it. Because they're and, on cocaine. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> gram of cocaine. That's I got just, it. Just me? I just, went with a joke. Just your granny? <laughs> right? okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, we sell a whole line. It's like Graham fights one Black Friday, <laughs> or no, that's the second. That would be the second. Like Graham right. fights, Graham fights colon Black Friday. Yeah, Graham, Graham fights, fights colon election year. Yeah, or something. Graham fights colon electric boogaloo. <laughs> right. Uh, I was gonna make a broken hip joke, but it didn't really fit or rhyme with boogaloo. 
<laughs> Not a lot rhymes with boogaloo. No, that's one of those words. That's Especially just... medical terms. <laughs> Not a lot of medical terms that rhyme with boogaloo. I'm sorry. Jay, Juggaloo. You've, you've got a really bad. You've got a really bad case of the flugaloos. <laughs> it it might be terminal. I've got I've got to go get my flugaloo shot. <laughs> my electric flugaloo. You know what? I kind of think maybe they should name things. They should start naming it that because that actually makes things sound much less intimidating. I, I've, I haven't got a flu shot in probably seven years. I would get a flugaloo shot tomorrow. <laughs> would you? Tomorrow. I have a feeling it would have to take place in Whoville, though. <laughs> that seems like what the who, the Who's get every year. The Grinch is, that's what happened to the Grinch. He just didn't get his flugaloo shot. <laughs> and his heart shrunk three it sizes did. that day. He turned green. He sprouted hair all over his body. It's just, it, just like Jenny McCarthy said, <laughs> you don't Flugaloos get- <laughs> cause autism. <laughs> Christmas yeah. autism. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> Grinch autism. Yeah. Grinchism. Merry Chris. What? <laughs> hmm? What? Oh, oh, boy. That's good so. times. So, but speaking of which, all of this conversation makes sense because I'm about to bring it all around here for this episode that we're doing. Which is? We can't say it yet because we've got a high five. <laughs> okay. Well, I think. We're going to make people anticipate it. Okay. Well, then, Just like the holiday season. Then stop interrupting me. No. No. <laughs> Let's high five. High five! Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Back and rushing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Here we do some comedy. Hear us while you play. Oh, oh, mine was going to be better on Black Friday. Yours was better, but mine was louder. And as we know in how the podcast works. Podcast and, like, Like elections. Right, yeah. Whoever's louder, whether it's better or not, wins. The squeaky wheel gets the cheese. (laughs) Is it? As they say. Do they say that? I think they say that. Who says that? What? Is it like Wisconsinites? <laughs> yeah, the squeaky wheel gets the cheese. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly who says that. Just depending or, on where it is, like in Seattle, it's the squeaky wheel gets the latte. Right. It's <laughs> like, or the second mouse gets the grease. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. There's no end to that. Like, nope. how do you segue from <laughs> from like misspoken nomenclature to like Black Friday movies? You can't. But. Speaking of Black Friday movies, what the fuck is a Black Friday? <laughs> Black Friday is when everyone celebrates the Indians and the Native, Native Americans and the Indians uh-huh. and the colonists coming together in uniting our country by going out and destroying each other over things that are on sale at department stores. <laughs> Tradi- like the tradition, like the pilgrims did. Like the pilgrims did. They ate turkey with their Native American brethren and then they just ransacked the forest and right. set shit on fire. And s- just stole everything. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This got dark. I know. Fast. That's what Black Friday is. So, our movies, because, honestly, there's not a lot of movies about the Black Friday phenomenon. Uh-huh. Um, there are a couple movies called Black Friday, and there's one with, like, Boris Karloff in it. I doubt it's about the same thing. I really don't think Black Mass, maybe, because that was the Johnny Depp movie. And then there's a couple movies literally called Bla- Black Friday that are just, like, about serial killers on Black Friday. Oh. But there's not enough for a top five list, and definitely not enough that people have heard of black to christmas to talk about but yeah black We're, christmas can we just name black movies soul plane yeah well no <laughs> medea's boo 
No! No! Did you realize that, that was th- that's actually like the name of the movie is Boo? Yeah, I know. With an exclamation point like with a skull, I think. Hallelujah. Oh, that my is goodness. just crazy. But I need a flugaloo shot. <laughs> I do need a flugaloo shot. Like, from what the, the actual fuck <laughs> about that movie? Boo! After, after that Christmas one came out, it, they should never have been given film. To like anymore. <laughs> just they should be denied. It's like if you buy too much, you know, cold and flugaloo medicine and they put right. you on that watch list on the and list. you're like, you come and he's like, hey, I need you some have to more like show your Advil, ID. cold and flugaloo. And they're like, they're like, here comes know, Tyler Perry. Cut. They're like cut off. And he's like, hey, I'd like some film. And they're like, no. Mr. Perry, you're cut off. Right. Like you can be in novel adaptations. Right. But that's it. But that's it. That's it. You can't do anything else. You can no do, film for you. You can do a Gone Girl sequel. Um, That's it. That's it. You're done, done after that. Cut off. And you're like, oh, we just want some film. Like, no. No. No, you can't. We're going to have to. You, you, <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't get film here. Right. So go home. <laughs> so go home. So, yeah. So we're doing top five movies. That take place at a mall. Ooh. Or department store. Right. We widened it out because you had issues with the yeah, mall. Yeah, I did have issues with the mall. But I had no issue. Now, all that, minor mall now that I think about it, all minor mall movies do. See, there you go. So we can just take off the department store. Okay. So these are movies in honor of Black Friday, which yep. is today, yep. that take place in shopping malls. Oh, I like it. And and the stipulation that I put on it is it can't just be like one scene happens at a mall. Like the majority and focal point of the movie has to somehow center around the shopping center. Correct. So, so we're doing yeah. it. So, we're so doing this is it. how we're doing it. Are, but let me before we dive into the list, are you excited for this holiday season? So excited. Are you? <laughs> I can see it on your face. You, yeah, I'm just looking forward. I can forward. hear it in the timbre of your I'm just looking voice. forward to, to it so much. Are you? Yeah. You're just excited? Now, do I mean, you... I'm always bummed when Halloween ends. Halloween's my favorite. So after Halloween, the rest of the year is kind of like, okay, I get to do, I get to eat a lot now, I <laughs> okay, guess. Okay, it's here. Yeah, I get to eat, and it's great, and it's like jolly, but it's not Halloween. Well, my favorite time of the year is Christmas time. Oh, yeah? Yep. I uh, I start Christmas music about October 31st. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's day after Thanksgiving for me. Yep. When people get upset about, like, Christmas decorations showing up before Halloween in department stores. I get giddy. I I I get upset about that. Yeah, my wife gets upset. Yeah, uh, you're terrible. Yeah, Christmas does not. There is another holiday in between. Well, for me, it's not so much about the holiday of Christmas as more. I think I'm just like a actual human version of Buddy the Elf. <laughs> in that. I'm just super excited and wide-eyed about the amazing magic like, of Chris, Christmas time. And like, Santa's coming. Santa's going to be here. It's snow. For the longest time, I it's did a, like, answer. styrofoam. I answered my phone at work. I was like, this is Q. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Yeah. I, and also, I like to put syrup on my spaghetti. And, yeah. You know. But that was before you saw Elf. You just always yeah, thought just that was that. good. Yeah, that's why I have no teeth. <laughs> these are all These are all People fake. Like, are you British? And you're like, no, just syrup, no, and, syrup on, and spaghetti. On everything. It'll do it. Yeah. But, uh, why are but yeah. we talking about this? We have, we have movies to talk about. I know, but I'm, I'm just trying to get people. I'm trying to set the scene, man, because okay. like the reason we're doing this is because the holidays are coming up. And, and this is uh, essentially like our pre-Christmas Christmas episode. Yeah. This is the, this is, uh, the example of me starting Christmas. In November, <laughs> early, as it should be. <laughs> so whatever. 
<laughs> Whatever. We will be doing a Christmas episode. Yeah, of course we will. But this is our pre-Christmas Christmas episode. Okay, this is our Christmas Eve episode <laughs> exactly. about Black Friday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Black Christmas Friday Finally, Eve. we are on the <laughs> same page. All right, so, uh, all right, no more waiting. We can not talk about Christmas time anymore. Yeah, we have we have Black Friday mall movies to talk about. So let's do and it. And I got I have five really good ones. All right, but first before you give me your five really good ones, give me your your honorable mention. Uno shitty one. Okay, um, I do have an Uno shitty one, and it's not really a shitty one, but it's an honorable mention mainly because I didn't feel like it qualified enough to meet the stipulations that I put on you for this list. Fair enough. But the the honorable mention I only have one is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. All right, that's fair. So many pivotal scenes happen at that mall, but those aren't the scenes people remember. Like, there's the school scenes, which where Sean Penn's getting the pizza delivered to him, or there's the home scenes with Phoebe Cates with getting out of the Phoebe pool. Phoebe Cates getting out of the pool. But there are pivotal scenes that happen yeah, around that mall. Sure. They all work there. They all shop there. But the other ones are more dedicated and just be- met the criteria better. So that's I, my that's my honorable mention. I totally agree with that. I also have an honorable mention. Oh yeah, and my honorable mention is Jingle All the Way. <laughs> See, I thought about that, but it's not about Black Friday, and it doesn't always fully take place in the but, mall. But it does. It does take. It is mainly about shopping, mm-hmm. and that there, would meet the there department is store. a huge set piece that takes place in yeah. a chase in the mall. And there's the department stores at the beginning, department like a bunch of Santas. So I, just, I would say, I would say, close. It, yeah, it's close. It's close. But that's why it's not on my list, right? Because it Which doesn't. Good. It doesn't really take place. In the mall, and I, I'm going to mention this one. It's not an honorable mention, but I guess technically it kind of is because <laughs> I'm talking it, about it. That's and the definition it. of yeah. honorable mention. And but I wanted so badly to be able to put the episode of "Are You Afraid of the Dark" when they're trapped in the pinball machine. <laughs> That's the mall. That's also a TV. List. No, I know. See, it doesn't fit no. at all. But I wanted to talk about that. You know episode. What? How good is that? I'm episode? upset you brought it up. No, don't be. I'm, now we can talk about I'm "Are You mad. Afraid of the Dark." I'm mad. Isn't that a great episode? I'm steaming. Yeah, it is, it is a great. Episode. So good <laughs> with the pinball that comes over the escalator. Yes. And like, oh, and you're no. talking. About, are you talking about the? Is that the same one where like the characters from the pinball machine are coming to life? So yeah. you have like the knight yep. and like the princess yeah. and stuff like that. It's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, it's that is so great. Good. That is a great episode. Okay. Anyway, that's everybody. Not go watch. Are you afraid of the dark? Don't listen to our show anymore. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I ruined it. Egads, man. So now it's time to show me. Yep. Sh- show me what you got. <laughs> Show me what you got. My number five is one that probably a lot of people haven't heard of, but totally need to have heard of and see. Okay. But it's uh, 1986 Chopping Mall. Okay. So the old, an old 80s B movie horror movie, and it's fantastic. It is directed by the uh, illustrious Jim Wynorski. Okay. Um, you, do you recognize his name? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm sure from his many classics, such as The Return of Swamp Thing. Yes. Um, he also, I think he did one of the Ghoulies movies. Oh, it's the cinema classic. <laughs> yeah, the cinema classics. Um, the Bear Winch Project. Oh. That's, that's one of his. That's one of my faves. Um, Witches of Breastwick. Oh, so he got into uh, softcore porn. <laughs> Cleavage Field. Yeah, nice. I love and it. then um, maybe my favorite one, Scared Topless. oh jim winorski oh man but i mean honestly this movie isn't a a softcore porn parody of anything else it's not it's literally a horror movie that takes place in a mall have you seen it i have oh it's so good isn't it it is like they get those little mini uh robocop bots and then the thing gets struck by lightning and they just start torching kids yes johnny five yeah 
Johnny Five is alive and, and ready to murder you. Shit <laughs> out of some teenagers who just wanted to party in a furniture store. Yeah, because as you do. Yeah, I mean this this movie got everything. You know, it's got it's got teenagers. Yep. It's got robots. Yeah. It's got robots using flamethrowers on teenagers. It does. It's got <laughs> a robot throwing someone off like a fifth floor balcony. It has quite possibly one of the best exploding head scenes yes. ever. So great with the laser. Uh-huh. Um, and another thing, one thing I did want to mention about this one is something that connects it to a lot of others is it was actually filmed at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. And it it looks familiar because that's what, you know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was right. filmed there. Absolutely. Terminator 2 was filmed there. Like all the mall scenes from Terminator right. 2. Valley Girl, Night of the Comet, Crazy Stupid Love. Like it's a, it's a movie staple film set. And they filmed it for this like terrible B movie. I love it. So that's my number five. I absolutely love it. I one hundred percent can get behind that being your number five. Sweet. I like it. Okay. So far, off to a good start. The next one moves into a territory where I think people probably have seen it, um, but might not think about it off the top of their head. But observe and report from two thousand nine. Nice. Yeah, Jody Hill. Yep. Man, he's so good. I actually enjoy his shows more, like Eastbound and Down. Um, did you watch Vice Principals? That was yes. just on HBO. Is is masterful. Oh, I take that back. I watched the first two episodes. Oh man, it gets so good. Jody Hill is so funny. Um, and so the movies that he put together, you know, like Fist Foot Way, is really great as well. Um, he also was behind Eastbound and Down, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's he, what you were saying. Him and Danny McBride are kind of like soul brothers. Gotcha. Um, kind of like us in that way. Yeah. But uh, actually, Danny McBride was supposed to be in that movie as like the police chief or the lieutenant. Oh, and I thought he, you were going to say is the Seth Rogen part. No, no, he wrote it for Seth Rogen. Oh, okay. That okay. I do know. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, Danny McBride was supposed to be the Ray Liotta character. And really? then at the last minute dropped out because he had timing scheduling difficulties somewhere else, so they gave it to Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta is Danny McBride's backup. That, that's he, oh, he's the, the stand-in. <laughs> he's the stand-in. Um, well, I mean, when I'm, when I'm casting a movie, if I can't get... Danny McBride, I immediately yeah. go to Ray Liotta. Yeah. And then, as uh, anything of mine that I'm going to like, has Jesse Blemons cast just, just a side character. Yeah. I love me some Landry. From yeah. Friday Night Do Lights. you? Anything, anything he's in, I'm going to like. I mean, it's all been good so far. So I agree. But yeah, Observe and Report is one of those where I really like it because it's a dark comedy. And I think there's a place for dark comedies in pop culture and film. Oh, I but, 100% agree. But a lot of people just don't like them. I mean, there have been some fantastic ones. Just in the last decade or so, you've got you know things like uh, God Bless America. Anything yep. about Bob, Bobcat Goldthwait is almost going to be gold. Man, World's uh, Best Dad. World's Best Dad is, is one of my favorite. Is movies. heartbreaking, but it's fantastic. Yep. Um, Death to Smoochie. Robin yep. Williams is fantastic, by the way. Just and, in general. And just in general, but in dark comedies. Yes, I agree. And this is one of those. Like, it's very funny, but everything that happens is very serious and off-putting. And, yeah, it is. Very, like some real yeah. shitty stuff goes down. And then just. And it's terrible people who don't learn anything nope. from their trials and tribulations. Nope, it's just ever. bad people continuing to be bad yeah. people. I love the arc that Seth Rogen goes through is like where he's this low-level security guard, falls in love with Anna Ferris, and then they go out on a date, and he basically ruins that and then tries to go to the cop academy and fails out of that, loses his job, and then gets like and then ends up catching the streaker at the end of the movie. Yes. And then just like accepts his job back with the most arrogant attitude ever. ever. Yeah, agreed. So good. So that is number four, um, mainly because it's something that everybody should see if they haven't. I agree. So so far, two in 
and two wins. Ooh, nice. See what I number did there? Th- okay, I'm going to go with number three. Okay, <laughs> that's what uh, comes after moving, four. From, so moving right along right from, on. from that. It actually came out in the year 2003, okay. and it's Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Nice. That is, as, as mall movies go, that's a pretty fantastic one. Yep. Uh, by the uh, the the well-known Terry Zweigoff. Well-known. Yeah. Well, he did. Uh, he only done one other movie before this one, which was Ghost World, which is a great movie. It is. I mean, he's knocked it out of the park twice. Um, and that movie is just one where, when you think of Christmas movies, there are like the more raunchy ones, but there never been one that kind of embraced it and made it mainstream as well as Bad Santa did. Yes. You know, Billy Bob Thornton is great in it. I kind of wish they had gone with their first pick, which was Bill Murray, but he was doing Lost in Translation at the time. So I think Bill Murray could have been really good. I definitely agree. I think Billy Bob Thornton around this time frame was known for playing this kind of like drunk belligerent. He's great at it. He was like, that was his character. Like he did the Bad News Bears remake. Around this time yep. frame, he was just known for being that kind of thing. Actually, there's two things that I absolutely love Billy Bob Thornton in. Okay. That is this movie. Okay. And Fargo. Oh, Fargo's. Oh, the show. The show. Fargo. The show Fargo is incredible. When he was in Fargo. Oh, my God. That's... It was like Billy Bob Thornton, every once in a while, he just kind of disappears from my radar. I know he's still doing movies and a lot of Tour them with his not, band. Right. But I just don't care. <laughs> uh, I l- I love him as the a- the drunk asshole. Yes, uh, I enjoyed him in Bad News Bears. I thought that was right. pretty good. Um, but that <laughs> and Fargo are like the two. When I think of Billy Bob Thornton, that's what I think of now. And it used to just be Bad Santa. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of like, a and drunk- I guess Sling Blade. Yeah, I was going to say, he's pretty much drunk all through Sling Blade. That's why he's slurring his speech, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hand me another beer. I mean, yeah, beer and taters. I mean, that's, that's, that's what goes, that's to, that's goes together. Yeah. Like ham and Swiss cheese. Yep, just like it. That's a weird Peanut goes. butter and bananas. Peanut butter and salt of flour. <laughs> what? What? Is that a thing? That's flour from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> salt of flour? Salt of flour. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a cauliflower... But, but very intolerant to women. Oh, oh God! And you said I'm gonna have to edit hope, my parts earlier in the show. I hope we uh, we haven't offended all of our Saudi Arabian <laughs> listeners. <laughs> wow! You just you just continue to just call it right out. I, We're just du- gonna... I double down on being terrible, and I apologize. I back up. It's, um, a, it's okay. Uh, we so all know you're from, a terrible from, human being. From that, we'll move on to uh, one of my favorite aspects about this movie. Is you mentioned, you know, around this time, Billy Bob Thornton was playing these types of yep. drunken slovenly. I'm not sure that was a creative choice. More than I'm kind of thinking he was a raging alcoholic. <laughs> you think he was? He just showed up drunk. Well, he's noted that he was drunk when he was filming this movie in the scenes where he's acting drunk. He's literally. Oh, so intoxi- he wasn't acting. He's he literally intoxicating, like- giving his lines. All right. So I'm thinking he just only accepted roles that would allow him to day drink. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking happened. All right. I can uh, I can get behind that. I think that's uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty fucking funny. Well, and the thing about one of the things that I like about that movie is not only yes, it exists for the the juxtaposition of raunch with Christmas. You right. know, something pure meaning something just horrible. Right. But it also, like, was written extremely well. Like, the structure of the plot, the 
the character histories and arcs. You know, the Coen brothers like revised the screenplay for Zwykov. Yeah. You know what? You mentioned that. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It it feels like they had it, their hands it, on it. It reeks of Cohen. It really does. It's got that kind of like quippy, witty, bitey. It'd be okay. It'd be like kind it'd of. It'd be feel. like this. If the the Fairley brothers and the Cohen brothers merged together into be one person with the Fairley brothers. What a bastard child. Yeah, that would sadistic, be. like not sadistic, but like a very adult humor mindset with the Cohen's uh, tenacity for story structure and character. Uh, That's then you have bad Santa. I agree. So um, I really, yeah. really dig that. Yeah. And again, casting, we talked about Billy Bob Thornton is great, but I mean, RIP John Ritter and Bernie Mac are fantastic in this movie. What? Fantastic. They're dead? Both of them together. No, wait, they died together? <laughs> yeah, with Richie Valens. In They're the just, yeah, just. And the big bopper. God damn it, Buddy Holly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, they're great in this movie. John Ritter's hilarious. His last time, last thing he filmed before he passed, which is also very sad. Uh, but they're just so funny. Bernie Mac is so funny in this movie. Um, Bernie Mac in this movie is playing Bernie Mac. <laughs> right. Which is one thing that always stuck out to me I always thought was hilarious is because any time that Bernie Mac is doing anything, he's just being Bernie Mac. Like, yeah, like uh, Bernie like Mac show. from well, Bernie Mac from his show or Bernie Mac from Transformers. Yeah, he's just being like Or Bernie sarcastic. Mac from Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, like think about it, it's always the same. Or wasn't, okay, and I may be totally or Bernie wrong. Mac from The Kings wasn't, of Comedy. Didn't he pop up in like a Charlie's Angels? Oh, I'm sure. I think he replaced Bill Murray. I think he Murray. was Bosley. I think he replaced Bill Murray as, as Bosley in the second one. Ugh. And uh, I think uh, Charlie's Angels colon who could give a fuck. Well, yeah. I think uh, which, that's what it's called. You know, um, funny story, just random side note about Charlie's Angels. I saw the first one in the theater. And, <laughs> what? Uh, it is Why? one. It is one of the three movies that I have ever gotten up and walked out on. I'm surprised you sat down. Yeah. It, like, I was oh, on it's a, awful. I was on a date, and I left her there. <laughs> <laughs> you can finish oh, wait, this. Did I say, <laughs> you can finish this slop. I'll meet you out in the lobby. Right. Did I say one of the only movies I walked out on? <laughs> I meant dates. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll be in the lobby playing the Terminator Revolution yeah. game. Clearly, we're not meant to be together because you wanted to come see <laughs> and this. You've movie. laughed audibly four or five times. Right. So we're just gonna go ahead yeah. and we're just gonna call it a no. Cameron Diaz is not so sassy. You can Uber home. I'm going to go ahead and call a mulligan on this. <laughs> Here, you're paying, right? I'm right. out. Yeah. We're doing Dutch? No? Yeah. You got this? All right. Good. So you took a note from Bad Santa, basically. I did. Exactly. Um, and then my last note about this one, which is just something that I thought was really funny, is uh, obviously when they send movies to other countries, they translate the titles. Yes. In the Czech Republic, this movie is just called Santa is a Pervert. <laughs> that's that the name. That can't be real. That's, no, that's totally real. That's the name of this movie in the Czech Republic, and I think they use it as like an after-school special. No, <laughs> I did that. That last, part has that to be last made part up. I made up. But no, Santa is a pervert. Oh no, no, no. I did, did I say the last part had to be? No, no, no. The first part <laughs> is made up. Nope. They in the Soviet Union. <laughs> Santa's oh. bad. You <laughs> right? That's what they watch. I know that to be true. <laughs> So that's so, my five, four, three. That's pretty solid, dude. So we've got five with Chopping Mall, four, Observe and Report, 
three, Bad Santa. I really like it. I, I, I like I said, I felt I felt good about this list, and the, the top two, I'm sure anyone who's not, now has heard my list could guess, but we're going to talk about them because I like them. But I thought I had a pretty strong list. I'm excited to hear where, where you landed because I knew that you had difficulty at the beginning of this. I did, um, but I think it was mainly because I was unaware of like for some reason uh, mall movies like you only think of a couple yeah like oh, if somebody says mall movies to you you're like, like oh i've got two like off the top of right my head. and so i think i may have uh, reached out to you in a panic moment <laughs> prior to like actually thinking. thinking about it and being like i'm gonna actually sit down okay. and use my mental rolodex and figure this out um i've seen movies but <sighs> all right fuck it i'm not gonna bury the lead here something very weird is happening and this may be a first for our show. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I have no idea what's about to happen. Uh, <laughs> so, as you've been listing your movies off, right? Right. And I've been sitting here. Um, I was quickly... I don't know if you noticed that I was typing a lot. Uh, uh, yeah. I, okay. Uh, I was attempting to revise my list because... We have the same list. Exactly. In the same order. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet so f- so far. I bet so far. You and one are gonna hit so it. So far. Are we about to hit like a like a, a full a perfect hat trick? Like we might. We're about to pull a high five Yahtzee. This has never happened before. This is never. And so that's why I was like, Don't fuck revise it. your list. I this know. is amazing. I was like, I'm gonna revise my list. Alright, I'm not gonna revise my list. I'm just gonna leave it and we're gonna kinda see how this plays out. So, let's talk about these three again, yes. and we'll just continue on. Add the, in your thoughts. We'll continue you didn't, you on didn't it as talk much. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here and I'm like flipping through, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, this can't, <laughs> this can't be possible. And as you're listening, that's why you're like, do you like this movie? And I'm like, yeah, actually, I think I like it about the exact same amount that you do. And the thing is, knowing you and knowing the examples you've given so far, I bet our top two were exactly the same. I just don't know if they're in the same order. Oh man, I hope so. I hope if so, so too. what are we gonna do for one of our for our Jinxies episode? We have to watch all of these. <laughs> it's gonna be like a super sized Jinxies, yeah. and we're just gonna have to like. <laughs> no, Jinxies are only when we share number one. I know. But <laughs> <laughs> so what the fuck? We gotta come up with a Yahtzee, new type of show for Yahtzee, the, Yahtzee, Yahtzee Jinxies. Jinxies. I don't know. Oh man! All right, so okay. All right, so I'll give you what I got. So chopping, I love that you chopping have Chopping Mall, Mall on there. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of that movie. No, I haven't. That's why I was able to bring up the head explosion yes. because I, the, okay. So you know me. I'm not a, nearly as big of a horror fan as you are, but I do appreciate like good cheesy horror. Movies. Oh man, now, the '80s was wrought with them. I will say that I actually hadn't seen this movie until. Probably about a year or two ago. Maybe, oh wow! Recent because, um How did we get made? Another podcast oh. that I listened to did an episode on. It. Oh, nice! And it was one of those. And a lot of those movie. Everybody who's out there, I listen to movie podcasts to get ideas. A lot of times on movies to watch because I like hearing yeah. people talk about them, and that kind of tells me, hey, you should check out this movie. And they did this movie, and I was just so blown away by the concept yeah. of this movie that I was like, I need to watch this and i watched it and i'm gonna be honest i enjoyed every second of it. it's it's amazingly enjoyable even how cheesy it is it's amazingly enjoyable well it's one of those movies that like because you know there's a very fine line between like 
cheese bad, just like a right. bad movie, and you're like, this, and this like, is like in pure schlock garbage. And then there is a certain tone that a ma- that a movie manages to hit, where it rides into this like, oh my god, I'm having a so euf- much fun. It's a euphoric zone watching this. Yes, and I can't wait to see what happens next because I hope it's just as cuckoo fucking banana bonkers so, as the rest of some this. other movies that fall into that category for me. Death Spa. Okay, I haven't seen that. It's about a spa and health club that kills people that become sentient. How did we get made? Did an episode on that too. The, and right, then another it. one is, um, it's oh, I, it's called Killer Bed, the bed that eats people. No, I definitely got to watch that though. Just yeah, title alone. I'm. I honestly it. think now nah, I could be wrong on this. I think like Pat Oswalt wrote it, but I think it's no. a real, I think it's a real thing. Yeah. All right. So well, I, th- those fall into those lines for me, and it's not like pure satire, you know, something that's meant to be funny, but right. it still is great. Like the one that w- one that would fall below that line for me, it'd be like Ginger Dead Man with Nick Nolte. Yes, it's nearly unwatchable. Yes, and as much as they want to ride that line of just great cheese fun. It's so bad that they fall below the line, and it becomes unwatchable. Another one that, that hits that line perfectly for me of just cheese and ridiculousness is Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies ever, and it's so dumb, and, but it just rides that line of cheese and self-knowledge. Yeah, that one's, that one's different, though, because the Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, that's kind of like a— it's like It's a, meant to be— right. A comedy and, uh, and hilarious and silly. So it's unlike Chopping Mall and that, but that's one that just rides that line for. If it was a couple degrees, like the to other the, direction, to the left, it would be unwatchable. Just garbage. But it's just perfect. Pure, pure garbage fire. But yes, Chopping Mall. I'm so glad you so had yeah. it on here. I mean, again, Killer Johnny Five robots, <laughs> exploding heads, teenagers in a mall overnight being debaucherous teenagers, yeah. and there's no final girl. Right. A couple people walk out of there. Right. Which is one of those things that it kind of turns the uh, the whole because yeah. you're you're constantly like oh it's gonna be them that yeah. lives and them yeah oh she's the final girl right so yeah totally one hundred percent on board and and no good horror movie especially from the eighties can end without the little oh my god the bad guys coming back to life flash right before the credits and this movie has one right that's <laughs> so great do you know what the original title for this movie was um. No. Infinitely less exciting. Oh, really? Glad they went with this one. It was originally titled Killbots. Oh, boo. Right. Yeah, Chopping Mall is way better. Because also, the title, you think you're going in for one movie, and you end up with a renegade robot (laughs) Really different movie. And so Chopping Mall, because originally I I had seen it, I had known what it was. Well, and the poster is great because it's like a floating corpse Sliced hand, hand holding, holding a bag with a disembodied head right. looking out from a tear. So I thought... You're like, my, oh, serial killer. Yeah, slasher flick. For sure, it's going to be some serial killer in the mall killing people. It's a chopping mall. You're right. But then, when, and that's what I thought it was until I heard the episode. So unfortunately, it kind of got spoiled oh, for me a little bit. that's a bummer. Um, and we're spoiling it for anyone who's going to watch it, but you still should watch it. Yeah, it's Killer Robots, guys. Yeah. It's Killer Johnny well, Fives. Okay, before you go any further, one thing I'm going to add to this, and I want you to, I yeah. guess, incorporate it into your, your thought, is that it kind of is a slasher movie. It follows all the exact same beats 
as a slasher movie, but instead this time, Freddy or Jason is just replaced by three killer robots. It follows the yeah, exact no, same that's beats. Fair. That's totally fair. Which is, which is kind of brilliant because most of the time that formula is pretty unanimous to, to creature features or horror movies yes. or slasher films. I agree. Rarely do you get it being a robot. Yeah, no, hard, never. So that's what's so interesting about this is it feels familiar in a bunch of different ways. But that's I wanted to add that because you were about to say, you know, it's killer robots. Right. Yeah, the table's turned on. But, you no, you're 100% right. As our resident movie aficionado uh, ex- sexpert that you are. Yeah. Um, yes, it definitely does follow the beats of a, slash, a typical slasher flick. But I mean, teens getting together to party. Couple of them are having sex. They're breaking off, getting killed one by one. They find out what's going on, run away, fight back. More of them die, and they one or two get away, and then someone at the end. But goes, it has Bruh! exactly horror movie. I just gave an entire horror movie just then, <laughs> and I just and I just described all of them <laughs> at the same time. So what I'm doing now is I'm going to continue typing while we're talking because I am uh, I'm going to beef up my facts because I have a feeling that you have a lot of facts and I also <laughs> want talking points on these movies. No, so, no, it's fine. So pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. It is as it's I your turn away. though. So we've talked about Chopping Mall, but observe, observe and, and report. report is your number four too. All right. So this luckily so I had I had a part on this that uh, we could talk about that we didn't really talk about. So uh, doing a little bit of research. First off, observe and report. Great movie. I'm a big Seth Rogen fan in general, and it was cool to see him in a flick that's not really a typical Seth Rogen right. role. Um, he's not the <laughs> like yeah. dumb stoner guy. Um, he's just a real like I would if compared to any other type of character, I would say he's a real Danny McBride yes, character. I was about to say a Danny McBride, and that's why when you over over uh, saturated importance, yeah, itself super like, full of himself, super full of himself, and then completely closed off to social cues. Oh, totally, and just gross. He's just a gross character. You know what I mean? Just yeah, gross. He's His mom's an enabler. Ew. His mom's an enabler in that yes, movie. Yes, agreed. Totally. But keep going. So, so yeah. Jody Hill, also a big fan. I love Foot Fist Way. Love Eastbound and Down. Love this movie. Fist Foot Way. Is it, did I say Foot Fist Way? Damn it. Uh, clearly, I don't love it enough. Uh, <laughs> but this is a movie, too, and I'm glad that you, just like Chopping Mall, a lot of people that I know still haven't seen this movie. You don't know what it is. Well, And what's weird about it is it came, and I think I know the reason, is whenever two movies are sort of similar and come out together, one always gets forgotten. So think about like Armageddon and Deep Impact. Right. You think of asteroid movies, you think of Armageddon, you forget that Deep Impact came out that same year. Right. This one came out within like a month or two of Paul Blart. Yep, and that's actually the topic that I was going to hit on next. Is uh, So this actually has been called into question of having a lot of similarities to Paul Blart. <laughs> Mock-up. Obviously not in the uh, heavy R-rated the comedy tone. tone. And the uh, and the uh, wangs out streaker. Right. But um, so basically, funny little thing. Um, so they knew that these movies were being made at the same right. time. And they would actually send each other pictures <laughs> of the wardrobe. <laughs> Just to make sure they're not stepping on each other's toes as they go along. Are you guys going to use one of those like little standy gyro you cards? You are? All right. No, we're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Oh, you're using blue? 
Right. Okay, we're going to use, we're we're gonna use like gray, right, grayish. gray, green. Right. He's going to look like a park ranger. We're going right. to look like yeah, a park ranger. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Do you guys have Asian twins? Good. We do. We do. Perfect. You have Asian tri- triplets? That's fine. Yeah. What about Jesse Plemons? Ah, fuck you. We got him. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen? No? no. You got Kevin who? <laughs> Kevin James? I think I've heard of him. <laughs> Fucking good luck and with then that. A, <laughs> and then a bunch of other people who have zero names. Right. Like, there's literally no one else in that film. Exactly. Well, I think there may be one other person who has is a notable name. But, yeah, there's almost nobody in that movie. In Paul Blart? Yes. Yes. So... I mean, I know Nick Schwartzen makes a couple of appearances, uh, but he al- always does. Also, little known fact, Paul Blart 2 was actually molded from the script for Observe and Report 2. What? No, that's not real. I was about to say, <laughs> that sounds so fake. <laughs> that is 100% <coughs> inaccurate. Okay, But it, it is true about them uh, sending pictures back and forth of wardrobe choices. Which is awesome. So I mean, as, I, think that's, I think that's super smart. So as not to step on each, other, yeah. each other's toes. But... Um, also kind of interesting thing, uh, Jody Hill, when writing the movie, uh, kind of modeled the character, Seth Rogen's character, um, a little bit out of, uh, Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver. Oh, (laughs) yeah, I can see that. And he also cited, uh, Scorsese's King of Comedy as a big influence as well. I can, I can see that. I mean, they're all, like I said, dark, those dark comedy movies can... They're not like my go-to films, right? And we should do an episode on dark comedy. Oh, we should. Fun. This would be on there. Stay tuned. Top five yeah. dark comedies. Woo! Um, and and hold us accountable to that, because uh, I've already forgotten what we're talking about. <laughs> but those dark comedies, who are you? They they have such an interesting tone to them. Like Death to Smoochie isn't something that I laugh at consistently, but I enjoy and hate watching them at the exact same time, and oh, it's I just agree. a great feeling. Totally. So and that that's I mean this fits that for me. I agree. So yeah. So there we go. Man, that's my and number, number three. Is my bad number Santa. four? And number three is Bad Santa. Amazing. And so, t- first off, I love Bad Santa. I saw this movie in the theater. I bought it on DVD as soon as it came out. I made my wife watch it. She hated it. Uh, uh, it's very crass. Some of the some of the things in here. Um, there's a scene that I still say to my kids all the time. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh I'm no. Gonna, I'm gonna get CPS called on me. Uh is one of my favorite lines. Billy Bob Thornton is talking to the kid, and he's like, what is it with you and fucking sandwiches <laughs> all the time? Now, I don't say it directly to my children, so everybody put your phone down. I say it under my breath as my children walk away, but that's my go-to thing. Anytime the kids frustrate me or anything, I'm like, what is it with you and fucking sandwiches? Like, Because I feel like... This kid, the kid that's portrayed in this yeah. movie, first off, amazing. I'm super glad he's coming back for Bad Santa too. Oh, absolutely! And have and you seen him? Yeah, he looks exactly yeah. the same, just older and exactly bigger. The same. Did you ever see a uh, Trick or Treat? Oh yes, because he's in that too, yeah. playing the same kind of like so good portly. That's a very underrated kid. horror movie. Uh, it's Trick one of treat. my favorites. Another one that I showed to uh, my wife didn't like it. Man, no, we, me, she and has me terrible and, taste in me movies. Me and my wife clearly. watched it, and we loved it. It was just great. So you know, he's doing another. Another yeah. holiday movie. I know. So stay I'm tuned. excited. Um, all right. Anyway, back to Bad Santa. So, yes, very excited. I love that. I also love when he gives him the wooden pickle. <laughs> well, yes. Well, and the one thing we didn't mention. covered his blood on it. It's like, what the fuck? It's just so great. Like, just the level that they took it to without making it unwatchable but it's almost there oh like they they say i think someone has counted all the curse words and there's like 500 something totally and some of the shit that they said to the kids 
that are like in my, the whole montage of like kids getting on his lap and him yeah. saying different stuff. My favorite line is when he's like, what's, what's wrong with your face or whatever? And he's like, Santa loved an unclean woman. <laughs> 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 That's one of my favorite things. It's just like, and they totally felt like Billy Bob Thornton was just like off the cuff. Like yeah. all of these. He just probably rant. was. I as I mentioned in my, my summary, raging alcoholic. Totally. So yeah. I love it. I thought it was awesome. Um, I love, uh, Wow, I totally had a brain fart. Um, His sidekick? Yes. I was going to say oh, Tony Cox. Bernie, we haven't Bernie, talked about Bernie Tony. Mac oh. was where I was going to go. I was going to say Bernie Tony Mac, Cox. But yes, Tony Cox, um, who's always hilarious. I mean, he has the best part. Well, not the best part, but he has one of the best parts in uh, Me, Myself, and Irene. Oh, totally. Was <laughs> the angry limo driver. He is so funny in everything that he's in. I would say as far as like notable uh, little person actors i would say for me it's like peter dinklage and him i was about to say he's one tearing away from being the most famous one out there because P- peter dinklage wasn't as well known right. he was well known because he was an elf and a bunch of other stuff but he wasn't as well known until he got if they Tyrion ever role. do tyler perry's game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> that's happening <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. You know what I mean? Or he might be in the porn version Game of Bones. <laughs> no, that's already been done. <laughs> he wasn't in it. No, I watched nah. it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for him. Right. That second time I was that's looking. That's the only reason I watched it was Look for Tony to Cox. see if Tony Cox was he, You were looking for Cox His all through name, that thing. I was, totally. I found some. <laughs> not him. <laughs> not the one I was Not Tony. Right. Not no. Anthony Cox. Nope. Senior. Uh, <laughs> Esquire. But uh, Junior. Awesome movie. I also love... Um, the what's her name? I can't even think of her name now. Lauren Graham. Yep, from Gilmore Girls. Yes, yeah. I love or her. Parenthood, I which lo- is better. I love her character. Sorry, everybody, Gilmore Girls is fucking awesome. It, it's I'm not binge bad. watching it's it. It's not right bad. Now. I just I love Parenthood. You suck it. I love Parenthood. Um, I didn't like Parenthood, so we'll oh. have to have this debate sometime <laughs> on a show too. Gilmore Girls versus Parenthood. <laughs> oh, that which can't, was better. You can't you can't compare those. We could have a discussion on why Parenthood is good, and you're wrong. All right, that's fair. We can do okay, that. Okay, cool. That's both basically what all of our episodes are anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, Lauren Graham is really good in this. She's good, and I also love her whole, like, fuck me, Santa, like, <laughs> yeah. thing. In, uh, I think it just speaks to the child in all of us. It does, yeah. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, I've said that quite a few yeah. times. Wait. Way, I mean, every time I go to the mall, I say it to some some fat hmm? guy with a beard. What? What? You do? Yeah. Okay. Not even, it's like Christmas time. It's right. just an old guy sitting <laughs> in the lobby. Like, he's got a beard. I'm like, hey, fuck, fuck me, Santa. Santa. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'll just leave. <laughs> I grab some like free chicken samples. I'm out. I'm out the door. <laughs> yeah, I yep. would like part of that sandwich. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Boink. No, Jay I don't want to see. No, I don't want to see your menu. I'm just eating your free stuff. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. No, I just had lunch over there. I'm just gonna eat this. I don't want your sandwich. I love it. So yeah, bad Santa. That's number it. Th- number trace. So should we like? Listen to some commercials and psych ourselves up for these final two and hope that they're the same. We totally should. Okay. Well, I think. But, I think. But wait, before we do that, let's real quick talk about our number one favorite sponsor. Yeah, man, it's been a while it since we've talked about our favorite sponsor. Not because we don't love them. We've just been having. We've just been doing like do live other, shows. We're doing and, other shit. Yeah, and but you know who we do love is BeardMoney.com. BeardMoney. Dot and com. if you've been listening to this show since the beginning, you know how much we love them and you've probably been to their site. You should go back because there's all new branding. There's all new shirts. There's all new beard oils. It's it's Black Friday, bitches. It's all get your Christmas shopping done new at beard. beardmoney.com. 
Beard you, money. <laughs> dot com. Dot com. Use use promo code high five at checkout for twenty percent off. Ooh, a whole twenty percent off. You're getting so much. Two off. zero. That's practically free. That's, they're giving it to you. They are. They're giving it to you. You actually, they're gonna pay you to take it. Yeah. You know what? That's not true. Your beard is. <laughs> I, I can smell it through the podcast. Your beard is smelly. Get yeah. some beard oils from beardmoney.com. Fix your face. Get it. Coming this fall, the sequel everyone's been waiting for. It's Moonies, a Goonies XXX parody. I can't wait to find the treasure at the end of this map. You'll remember all the characters that you love and all the scenes that you adored. Hey, hunk, you gotta do the muffle shuffle. Holy crap! I built mechanical dildo. <laughs> hey, you guys, this is my dick. Hey, do you think that uh, we should go through this cave? And by cave, I mean her vagina. Coming September 69th, the Moonies, a Goonies XXX parody. Hey. Help me follow the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. Zip. Come on down to Cheese Log, the fromage theme park, eating France. Come ride our world famous roller coaster, the Swiss Miss. <laughs> and then you can also make sure with all your children's packages that you get your free wheel of cheese from the cheese log and you get to eat it before you go on our weird speedy ride from under these balls. <laughs> so you're still in France and you're like, what do we want to do? And like, Pierre, what should we do in France? I'm like, go to the cheese log. The fromage theme park is for cheese people. And it's in France. <laughs> it's so Gouda. <laughs> we all types of cheeses are welcome. We've got American cheese. We've got cheddar cheese. <laughs> we've got, we've got Havarti cheese. We've got. Pepper Jack. We've got string cheese. <laughs> we've, we've Monterey Jack. Colby Jack cheese. <laughs> Sacre Blue cheese. <laughs> oh, come on down to our food court. It's only cheese. Come on, try our log ride. The major backup. <laughs> come on down to the cheese log. The fromage theme park. It's in France. It's the theme park featured in Vacation, the reboot. <laughs> fromage means cheese in France. Omelette du fromage. <laughs> oh. 
All right, shoppers, welcome back. And in aisle two, you will find Jay's selections for number two and one of the top five mall movies. Welcome back to our program, and we hope you have a wonderful Black Friday. You kind of sounded more like a like an airline pilot. <laughs> Uh, if you'll take a look out to your left, you're going to see uh, oh. Jay's picks for two and one. All right. Uh, passengers, if you uh, look out the left side of your podcast, you'll see <laughs> Joan Allen for some reason. And yeah. uh, and if you tell your uh, stewardess, Sarah, and she walks down your aisle <laughs> to ask you if you'd like a drink, I'm really upset that she didn't call me back last night. And um, uh, if we could, just just a, an announcement we make on every flight. Um, but uh, could Tom Green stop shitting on the floor in the <laughs> bathroom? We'd really appreciate. Thank it. Thank you. We know you get free flights because you are our spokesman. But uh, also, uh, just so everybody's aware, no need to panic at all. But we have lost power to both of our engines. <laughs> um, for anyone who, uh, again, don't panic. But uh, um, for anyone. Who ate the the fish entree? Um, please raise your hand, and our onboard medic will uh, just wants to speak with you about some other things. Um, yeah. But just unrelated uh, the fish. Uh, but if you could raise your hands as quickly as possible, that'd be uh, great. <laughs> I think we should become airline pilots. <laughs> I, think we, I think we should. We oh, should do high five the flight. You were doing you were doing airline pilots. I was doing store announcer again. Oh, I got <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sounds eerily safe. <laughs> Uh, so uh so okay we okay we're so close to having uh, a high five yahtzee um so i'm nervous about these final two but again i stand by my picks and i i think they're great so number two stand by my picks i stand by the picks (laughs) um anyway so number two is 1979's dawn of the dead so I really I don't know what that face means, so I'll I'll, I'll just talk about the movie and I'll I'll, I'll hope that it's the same. Okay. But obviously, you know George the George Romero version, not the Zack Snyder version. Which, for his credit, that Zack Snyder version is is pretty darn good. Okay, um, wait, fuck it. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Is this your number two? It is my number two, but <laughs> my number two is the Zack Snyder oh, version. You know what? It counts. It still counts. That totally counts. Does it? Yeah. Okay. That, it's the exact same movie. He did almost a shot and for shot so remake, except my, Ving Rhames isn't in the first Here's one. my thought. In the break, I told you that I was concerned that you wouldn't say that it counted, right? Why? That whole thing takes place in a mall. It does take place in a mall, but my, my concern was is that because just like my Planet of the Apes when we were arguing, which I still haven't forgotten how much you tried to shit on my Planet of the Apes, I, I thought for some reason in the back of my mind that you were going to be upset at the fact that it was not the original because you're going to say it's the same movie. Like it's like it's it doesn't count. Like no, the no, remake and, doesn't count and as honestly, a separate film. I made a specific note to mention the Zack Snyder version in this. I prefer the old one. I just love those Romero movies. I just I love them. Right. So th- I do not argue the fact that that uh it it's 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 okay for it to be on the list, okay. and I'm just so excited that it's the same movie, uh, and ba- basically, uh, and we're, we've we've okay, shared four so, for four. So, and so I know we're gonna do one together. Okay, we'll do yeah. one together. Okay, okay, but not right now. Okay, you, you go ahead and talk about the Romero version, but that's great because then yes. I can talk about the Snyder version. Well, and you know one of the things that's great about those old Romero movies, and I know that it you know quote unquote technically still exists today, but. The social commentary in movies from the 70s and 80s, I think, was just so much better 
than what we've got now. People do not like subtext in their films anymore. It seems like no. you know everything has to be so on the nose and so visceral Spoon-fed. and ta- tangible. But you know those old movies, the original Night of the Living Dead is e- you know so so much social commentary. Absolutely, um, all those horror movies are based off you know lore and legends, but they're also based off you know social issues that were happening at the time. And this one's no different. This one is a a big send up of consumerism and you know the things that make In us general. zombies and being trapped in a consumer market because of the world that surrounds you, yada, 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 yada. But it's a fantastic... <laughs> is that part of it as well? Yeah. Just yada, 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 yada. You know, but Whatever. We don't... Yeah, I don't... Even, this isn't our psychology podcast. You know, people <laughs> people get what a metaphor is. But this one is just extremely entertaining at the same time. And for the fact that, you know, a movie in 79 to be as well done with special effects as it was, um, you know, the isolation... Fucking amazing. Yes. The isolation being surrounded by everything you could ever want. I mean, what better place to be trapped during a zombie apocalypse than a mall right. if you can barricade it? And it's just the characters were so well-developed, and they, they were acted so perfectly. And and again, you know, not, not to take away anything from the Zack Snyder version, because remakes have a place, and they can be fantastic. But the whole time I'm watching Zack Snyder, I can be like, I could be watching a better movie. And really? it just it, it okay. makes me think of that. All right. Um, you know, again, it's not bad, but it's like, oh, I'm eating a great cake again. Like the first time is always going to be better. That first kind of taste you get of it, the first taste, yes, we'll give you that first taste. And so, and again, it doesn't take anything away from Zack Snyder, but for me personally, when I watch his version, I'm enjoying every second of it. But it just reminds me also how much I like the first one because, or the original. Uh, okay, and that's the one because that's the one that I have. In my nostalgia center for my brain. That's the one I think about. So that's the one that when somebody says Dawn of the Dead. I think that you one. You go to that one. Mm-hmm. I see the 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 cover image. Like, I, you know, I see like the, the art, the old Romero art. Yeah. Um, like, I see that. That's what I see first. Okay. And then for some reason, Ving Rhames is always there. But but I, that's that's a, that's that a bleed just over. Neither here that's just neither. Os- that's, that's just, just being yeah. That's being Rames osmosis. Well, I was gonna say that's just because most of your thought processes just contain just involve Ving Rames for no reason. Yeah, you're just like you know. I really. Like, love what am Ving I gonna Rames. get for what am I gonna get for lunch today? Uh, maybe Wendy's Burger King. It'd be great if Ving Rames was there. Yeah, I bet he will be. I bet he will. Be. <laughs> this time, <laughs> this one time. of the one of these times, time. he's gonna be there. Uh, yes. And uh, if you look. <laughs> If you look out the left side of your podcast, you'll see Ving Rhames actually carrying our airplane. That's uh, <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. Welcome to Saskatchewan. Welcome to Soul Plane. <laughs> That's two references two. <laughs> in one episode. That's more than it deserves. <laughs> okay, so since we know that year two is Dawn of the Dead, but it's right. Zack Snyder, so talk about yeah, Zack we'll Snyder. Yeah, we'll do that. So we're gonna ch- we'll change up the episode a little bit and how we do it. So normally you would it list both it. your two. Yeah. So, all right. So Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead. So it's actually funny that you mentioned that um, when you think Dawn of the Dead, that's the one you go to. Because for me, when I think Dawn of the Dead, the Snyder one is the one that I go right. to. Right. Which makes sense is why you'd put it on your list as opposed to the other. Now, here's another, like, earth-shaking. Remember that time that I told you that I had never seen When Harry Met Sally? I still, I wake up in the middle of the night screaming. Dude, you're just yeah. like, ah! <laughs> um I'll have my cheese. Here's why I like the Snyder version better. I saw it before I saw the original. Okay. Which I, honestly is true for a lot of people because that one was publicly released. People in, you know, in our age bracket missed when those were really prevalent. Right. So and unless you you're a, a horror fan. Right. 
I've gone back through every back catalog that you can think of. Like, I've just right. watched everything I can get, and I always have. Right. So I saw that one when I was in early high school because I was going through a zombie phase. Right. But for me, <laughs> you were going through, is, there, is that when yeah. you were, like, actually trying to eat people? Yeah, or, yeah. And that's what I meant gotcha. by a zombie phase. Right. Uh, um, puberty was a hell <laughs> It was just for me. a literal, <laughs> yeah. literal hell. It looked like a scene out of uh, Event Horizon. Yes. Just <laughs> it's like Ginger Snaps, but with dudes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikesies. Uh, but yeah, so Zack Snyder's. Now, here's here's another statement that I'm going to throw out there. Okay. And this is for the film community at large. I think this is Zack Snyder's best film. Oh, you're going to get no argument from me on okay. that. Have you have you seen Sucker yeah, Punch? I have. I, uh, well, I might argue that I like Watchmen better, but... I, that's, I, that's a whole discussion for another day. Yes, and we'll just the only thing I'm going to say on that is Watchmen is not a Zack Snyder film. <laughs> it is a shot-for-shot remake of a comic book right. that he changed the end on. That he happened to direct. Right. But other than that, I don't feel like it was... And I feel like kind of the same with 300. Uh-huh. He took something that was already kind of visually there. Now, granted, he created a very interesting visual style of bringing it to the screen. Right. But it was a story that had already been told and written. Um, and I feel like this And he is, adopted a visual style as opposed to inventing. Correct. And I feel like this is... Uh, this took everything that, now that I've seen the original, I think this took everything that the original had mm-hmm. and it improved upon it. Okay. So I feel like it took what I would call some questionable effects. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be better. It made them better visually. It's going to be visually see, better just because the, 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 the technology is That better. means a lot. Do you remember when I said that I, I made the argument that I, I felt The Force Awakens was one of the best Star Wars movies? Well, yeah. You made a similar point. And I, and I said, because I think for me, um, unless a movie can really... Um, I don't know. Unless you're unless you pull a Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay. Where you remake without remaking? Right. That irritates me. Yeah. And I I don't I'm not a big fan of that. I like it when they take movies. I would have almost rather Ghostbusters been a full reboot. Just with ladies. Like n- no. Oh. Okay. Like just remake the movie. <laughs> nice. Like I would have, I would have enjoyed that more. I think, and been less offended or ab- adverse to the movie than right. what they did. And I think that's why I tend to gravitate towards, you know, Force Awakens didn't do anything new. It didn't really break a lot of ground. It it felt very much like the first movie, kind yeah. of retold with better special effects and a female lead. Right. This movie, I felt like, was very much the same yeah. thing. It now, was, where do you stand on? National National Lampoon's Vacation and the new Vacation remake. Uh, well, technically, not a remake. Oh, oh, it is a remake. It uh is Rusty Griswold. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, <laughs> right. but it's a remake. Right. Uh, I did not care for it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't. No. Let's uh, talk about a good movie. Except for Thor's dick. That was. Pretty- <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's that's actually was the tagline. It's like vacation. We know you're not gonna like it, but Thor's dick is in it. And uh, you know what? I'm starting to see that uh, Chris Hemsworth is a uh, a staple for these. A yeah. staple for reboots. Ghostbusters. You may not like it, but but Thor's dick is in it. Thor's dick. Yeah. But wait, there's 100 percent more <laughs> Thor's dick. 
Yeah, we know the old Ghostbusters one had, now featuring 100%. We know the old one dick. had Bill Murray and some of the best comedic horror that's ever been put to film. But did it have Thor's dick? Nope. I don't think it did. 2016's does. Yeah. You know what also has Thor's dick? This podcast episode. <laughs> it does. We talked a lot Lots about, of about yeah. Thor's dick. Uh, but yeah, so um, all in all, I feel like the movie's great. I love the zombie baby. Oh, uh, yeah. It's kind of like one of my favorite things ever. Um, I'm never. I've never been a huge zombie fan. If that, if you can believe that, um, that kind of is hard for me to believe. But then again, I'm so entrenched in the horror genres that it, it, it just everything seems natural. There's in just that world something to me. about zombie movies. There's two zombie movies that I would that I would say I love these movies. I love Dawn of the Dead, the 2004, and I love Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead's great. Have you seen um, 28 Days Later? Yeah, but we had that argument. I don't know that it's really a zombie movie. Kind of vampire. It's kind of like disease. Yeah, it's like disease. It's like containment, but better. Yeah, because I, when I think zombie, I think right, like the slow moving, yeah, shuffling. The Romero zombie. The Romero zombie. I feel like he really kind of set the tone for what zombies are, and that's another thing. He that basically I, invented I, them. Right, because prior to that, if you look back in all like the 30s, 40s, 50s serials, they were always yeah. just absolutely normal people right. who were basically like hypnotized. Right, and then before that, if you go into literature, it was Lazarus, pretty much. Right. <laughs> Way back. <laughs> that's that's a deep cut. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Lazarus or Frankenstein. Yeah, that was... <laughs> So or uh, Lazarus Frankenstein for me also there's a Bible chapter you didn't get the opening scene of this movie I really dig like of uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake with oh is that the one in the cul-de-sac yes that one that one that one caught me off guard yes for sure I really I just liked the feel of it and yeah. it kind of got me into the movie like I was like what the fuck is going on here? I love a really clever opening credits like if they yes. can do it in a clever way like I, you know this one had a great opening scene and kind of opening credits but the other one I think of is Zombieland Zombieland has one of the best opening credits uh, of a movie in the past like decade I definitely agree with that it's just fantastic. Outside of Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Well, Deadpool has the best. I think that'd be number one if we did the Deadpool top five amazing. opening credits. So uh, let's let's run through a little fact, couple facts on here. Okay. Since that's normally your area, but this is 2004 But this isn't, yeah, this isn't my movie. Right. Um, let's see here. Uh, so there were a bunch of fictitious stores nice. in this mall because obviously some companies don't really want to be associated with this type of movie. Um, so you get uh, a coffee shop called Hallowed Grounds, which was a lyric from a Johnny Cash song, The Man Comes Around. Nice. Uh, which was also used over the opening credits. Ooh, connections. Callback. And, and uh, they also had a upscale department store, and you'll appreciate this, called Galen Ross, which is uh, an in-joke reference to one of the stars of the original 1978. Hey, film. yeah. Awesome. I don't, I don't think I've ever noticed that. Callback. That's Woo. how comedy works, people. Yeah, these movies are hilarious. <laughs> so, um, it's it's a good flick. Um, it is also. Um, let's see here. What else did I have? Oh, uh, but do you want to know IMDb some of the? Me. I'm not. Do you know? Do you want to know some of the people who refused to let them use their name? Yes, always. Uh, Starbucks. Oh, okay. Was one they didn't want to be associated with it. But we all know that there's some caffeine zombies. I think that killed their their whole franchise. No one's even heard of them anymore. Yeah, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, that's it. <laughs> that's really oh, all. They, that's all they reached out to. They got. They got said. They told. 
got told no once, and they're like, I'm I'm hurt. No, they just never ask anybody else. Also, pretty funny. They so they filmed in a mall, yeah, of course, instead of building it as a set. Uh, but the Anna and uh, Lewis's bedroom uh, was built in a back room of the mall. So nice. also in the mall. Also filmed in the mall. In the mall. That's that's pretty yeah. great. So it's pretty cool. So yeah, I love that, and I think it's kind of cool that. While they're not the exact same movie, There's, you and I still yeah. share that movie, just yeah. different iterations. So, are we ready for our number one? I, I think we have to do it. So, are you I, ready? Uh, you want to do it on the count of five? Yeah, on uh, the count of high five. Okay, ready? High five, five four, three, two, one. Mall rats. High yes! five. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We high five balloons Jesus. and confetti. <laughs> People <laughs> and weird horn noises. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not a thing get that pig out of here <laughs> and that wailing gentleman <laughs> oh we did it we did High it five, we did it i feel good about that's this. kind of amazing that is kind of amazing oh man but i mean okay how and good is wait, Mallrats? i'm pretty sure i have a text message between you and i where we're talking about this list and i'm like but what if like we end up with the same <laughs> list and you're like, no way, not gonna happen. <laughs> well, I really Impossible. I really did not think Chopping Mall would be in your line of sight. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, but I just like I said, is a weird because I'm a newer convert. Right. So that's it, why I never knew that. Have been had we have recorded this two years ago. <laughs> oh, that's so. You know what? It made it better that it did. It did make it, it better. Yeah. So Mall Rats. So let's oh, geek man. out over it. Okay. So as everybody knows, we're big fans of. Kevin Smith, although <laughs> you're though really mean to him for <laughs> no reason. We're huge fans of his. We are. Honestly, and I'll say this. You know, you've said a lot of statements that can make the internet mad at you, and I, I'm going to say this, and I think it's probably a sin, but it's okay. I like this better than Clerks. Oh, no, that's fair. I, I like this better I than like Clerks. I like this. This movie. If you would have said Dogma, I would have disagreed with you. That's, that's on a different level. Some of his movies are on a different level, but this one, for pure comedy's sake, and building the his universe. Oh yeah. Um. The view the view yeah the view askew verse or whatever it's called. Universe. Yeah. That. Get it right. It or pay just, the price. <laughs> this was actually I saw this one before I saw Clerks. So I okay. hit I hit this one in Dogma before I went back and watched Clerks. And this one to me was sort of my introduction to the Jay and Silent Bob characters cool. and the zaniness that they can bring. And it's a great introduction to those And that's characters. why I, I love them so much because they're li- literally living cartoons in this movie. One, hey, swinging around on that 100%. Thing. And they're drawing up the blueprints of how yep. to attack LaFours. It's, it's fantastic. And so that to me has always stuck out. And to this day... The stinky palm. Oh man, is one. Would of, you like a chocolate covered pretzel? Yes, <laughs> it's one of my f- favorite gags and like pranks because it is has been so burned into With my mind. Michael Rooker. Yeah, and then he's like rubbing the chocolate oh, all over God. his hands. It's just so great. And then you know, looking, he's into, licking like, his fingers after. Yep. And he basically, you know, Kevin Smith had sold everything that he owned to make. Clerks. Clerks, yeah. And so he basically used the profits from Clerks to make this and still had nothing. Yep. And he used the profits. This is a cool story I was reading. I think this is his autobiography. But um, he sold all, almost all of his comic books to make Clerks. Like he had a gigantic comic yes. book collection. Anyone yeah. who's seen him live oh, knows yeah. how much he talks about it. But he had a gigantic comic book collection and sold all of it, almost all of it to make clerks and with the profits from clerks, he bought all of his comics back that he could find. So 
in the movie, when Brody has the big comic book collection at the beginning, yes, those aren't props. Those are those Kevin are Smith's comics comic because they couldn't afford props for the movie, so they yes. had to use their own stuff. And Agreed. Kevin Smith gave the comics that he had just bought back with the profits from Clerks to have in that scene, which and I just I, I love the attention to detail. I love the caper of it and the fact that the whole thing takes place in the mall when it feels like it really shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I also love the uh, I love the conversation about uh, Superman. Oh, man. That they have great. in there. Um, I really love uh, Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, tell one him the, Steve Dave. Yeah. Uh, what, that was like one of the first time. I think that actually might have been the first tell him Steve Dave uh, <laughs> with uh, his his buddies, Brian Johnson yeah. and Walt Flanagan. Oh, and there's I mean, tell him Steve Dave. And, you know, Ben Affleck is a Kevin Smith staple, but he is great as the villain in this movie. Totally. And that actually leads up to one of my favorite jokes, which is the did him, did her in a very uncomfortable place. <laughs> right. And they always say the back of a Volkswagen. Yeah. And for some reason, that always made me laugh <laughs> very, <laughs> very hard. I mean, it's great. The I whole, chuckled. The whole cast is great. Um, you know, I actually read originally the Jason Lee part. They had Seth Green on tap for that role, and Ooh, then okay, and then uh, Jason Lee came in and just killed the audition. And Seth Green had like some other issues, but he was the stand-in because everyone expected Jason Lee to either fail miserably, not be able to recapture. Well, he was a skateboarder at the time. Yeah, and he they they were afraid he wasn't gonna able to recapture the magic he had in his audition. So they had Seth Green on standby for the first week or two of filming in case they just had to fire nice. Jason Lee and bring in Seth Green. That's hilarious. And he kills it. He destroys this oh, movie. Oh, I would say he is probably one of my favorite parts, just like he was in Dogma. Yep. Because in Dogma, he stole the show for me, too, as mm. as the demon. Yep. Spoiler I alert. He has just been so good in just about anything that he's been in, and I, I do credit it to Kevin Smith and all the things that he put him in but i mean everything he's done except for like that memphis cop show that kind of failed after five episodes right i heard he was fine in it though i'm, I'm sure he was yeah i i didn't watch yeah, it i so didn't see it so. i uh, clearly i supported him with my you know huge yeah. huge uh boner for him my huge <laughs> I jason jason i was wondering where you were going with that That's but yeah i, I mean going. he was great in vanilla sky um even in a bit part which that movie's underrated in my opinion um but yeah, I mean, just this this movie with being it's dead set in the middle of the '90s, and it could not be placed better. Like the '90s were sort of the decade of Kevin Smith, and this movie for me encapsulated how much fun his movies could be, but also how deep they could be. So you have Clerks, which is pretty dry; it's still very funny, but it's pretty dry. And you have Dogma, which is really heady, really oh, deep for sure. And then you have like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which is basically a human cartoon. Mallrats, to me, sort of strikes that perfect balance of all of that. There's very deep conversations. It's very realistic, almost chasing Amy realistic. Right. But it has laugh-out-loud are... laugh loud funny elements yeah. and very zany elements. Right. And it just all works so well together. I almost think it's his best balanced movie. When Kevin Smith is is has on the Batman getup and he's flying, his head busts through the, yeah. the changing room, and he's like, fly, fat man, fly. <laughs> that shit fucking makes me laugh so hard oh, and just the fact that he's in a batman outfit oh totally just, oh and uh ethan suplee suplee uh who dude his whole thing with the fucking sailboat like when he's getting because i remember you can't too, see the magic those eye. were those were the fucking rage at the time too the magic eye posters and shit and it 
cracked me up because I always did have that friend who was who like couldn't see yeah. it and would get so fucking pissed off about it. It was just like, yeah, I see it. And we're like, oh, really? What is it? <laughs> it's a sailboat. What is it? And he's like, I don't fucking know, man. Shut the fuck up. I don't know. <laughs> or he'd like just make some, it's a fucking dog and cat playing with a ball and be like, no, it's a fucking tank. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, and those were, that's the thing is the more frustrated you got, the harder it was to see what was whatever was there. Totally. So it was so much fun to watch people just melt, yep. melt down. Their over brain it. would just yeah. sizzle. You could just hear it. Yeah, but I yeah. fucking love that. Uh, the th- the three nippled uh, fucking oh. psychic. Lady yes. Who then uh, pulls it off yeah. and eats it? <laughs> like why? <laughs> it's just one oh. of those things that is just fucking. I love it. Yeah, and then like I said, early Stanley cameo, which. He couldn't remember his line, so he's always looking off camera if they're holding cue cards for him. Next time you watch yes. that movie, watch that scene really closely, and you can tell that Stanley is always slightly looking off camera. And he's basically just reading his lines. Yes. It's before he got the Marvel cameos down like butter. Is it? Sure. Like butter. Like butter. Like popcorn butter. They film all those like, at the same time. Like movie theater butter. No. No. All right, so... That's it. Should we recap our list? We should. So number, I'll let we'll we'll trade off. Number five is Chopping Mall. Number four uh, was Observe and Report. Number three was Bad Santa. Uh huh. Number two was Dawn of the Dead, the two thousand four version, or the nineteen seventy nine version, uh-huh. whichever, whatever, both versions. We're we're down with both. And number one, <gasps> Mall Rats. Jinxies! <laughs> oh, we've got to do a Jinxies episode now. We oh, we have another one to add to the list. Absolutely. No, that was it. fun. That was fun, man. That was really fun. I liked it. I like our conversation. And Felt hopefully, good. hopefully, we've we've uh, helped some people who are out shopping and dealing with the madness today to laugh a little bit. We've got a little bit more to go though. Yeah, listen to uh, listen to this episode while you uh, punch people in the face over that TV. Going over that, hug me Elmo doll. Exactly. <laughs> Touch me in the bad place, Elmo. <laughs> Uh, really literal now. But you know what time it is. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's time uh, for sponsors. Uh, oh, yeah. Our uh, favorite sponsors, uh-huh. which is uh, beardmoney.com. Mm-hmm. And you can use the promo code uh, uh, high five for 20 pr- 20% off. <laughs> or 20%. And if you uh, look out to the left of your podcast, there's sponsors on the wing. <laughs> Hey, y'all. You looking to get out of town? You looking to sail the blue skies to a new locale? Then come on over to Stranger Wings, the upside-down airplane. Uh, if all the passengers could please refrain from ordering liquids, the, uh, upside-down ceiling is getting quite sticky. You can't order drinks, because everything is upside-down. Uh... For everyone complaining that the movie they are watching, The Great Muppet Caper, is upside down, uh, that's sort of the premise of the airplane, and if you uh, wait a couple minutes, I'm sure the Muppets will flip upside down or something. You don't like upside down movies? Don't buy tickets to the upside down plane. Uh, there seems to be a Demogorgon in the coach. Uh, don't freak out, no no panic, uh, but we do have some children who think they can handle it.
Interested in unlicensed sequels to Netflix's Stranger Things? Come to Stranger Wings. Uh, the little girl in seat 11? No, no. I'm going to have to stop you there. We can't do that. We're going to get sued. So uh, let's just go back to just being upside down. Uh, Not necessarily in the upside down. For everyone complaining about blood loss to their heads, uh, we do have an upside down medic who will be making rounds uh, shortly. Upside down. The only way to fly. Friday, Friday, come in for our sale. Everything's half off and your pants are all the way off. Black Friday, Friday. Today only on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's accurate. Black Friday, starting a week from yesterday. So that's what uh, that's what our our sponsors that we just heard from said. Right, and that's all that's all that's that's all them. That's it. So you know what time it is now? It is game time. It's game time. It's game time Friday. With game master J. Okay, so today we have a new game, again, based off consumerism. Okay, perfect. Just like our theme for today. Love it. And life. Yeah. It's called Net Worthless. Love it. <laughs> so what it is is I ask you to find five different things for me. Which I did. And you did. Um, and then I sent you on a scavenger hunt around this great state. Around the To find the the, uh, five more things, which yep. you did not do. I didn't um, do that. Which was, which was disappointing. But what we're going to do is we're each going to list an actor, uh-huh. an actress, yep. a movie, Uh-huh. A prop from a movie uh-huh. and a year, and we're gonna have to find it, it, the other person is gonna have to guess and put in order the actor's net worth uh-huh. and the actress's net worth for this year. Yep. Uh, the how much it cost to make that movie. Okay. How much that prop from the movie was auctioned for. Yep. And then the year that you say how much the Oscar gift basket of that year was worth. So we're going to have to list it out one through, what is this, five? Yeah, five. One through five. It's always five for our show. Because that's what we do, because yeah. we're high five. We're high seven. No. You didn't know that? That's seven. Heads up, seven up? Yeah, heads up, seven Hated up. That that's game. been Actually, us. I love that game. I cheated <laughs> I so much. I just drank that, seven yeah. up. So. <laughs> Uh, so let's do it, man. I, okay. I like the sound of this. So and kitties, I'll, you can play at home. I'll go first, and I'll just list off all five. Okay. And you have to put them in order from cheapest to most expensive. Okay. Nicholas Cage. Uh huh. Emily Blunt. Okay. Step Brothers. Uh huh. That movie. Hmm. The DeLorean from Back to the Future. Ooh. And the year twenty fourteen. I'll repeat them again because I know you got to think about them. Okay. And so be thinking as I'm saying. So we got Nicolas Cage. We've got Emily Blunt. We've got Step Brothers. You've got the DeLorean from Back to the Future. And you've got the year 2014. Now, is this an actual DeLorean? Like a screen-used DeLorean? Yeah, this is a screen-used. The, the car Not they, the miniature. No, no, the car they drove. Okay. In the movie. All right. So which do you think is the cheapest? And now is this like an actual stepbrother or is it? <laughs> yes, I'm selling you one of my siblings. Okay, perfect. All right. I just wanted to make sure. And is this the actual year 2014? <laughs> it is the actual Nicolas Cage. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. But not the real Emily Blunt. 
No, of course Just, not. That's a replica. Okay. Right. Um, so what do you think is the cheapest? The cheapest. I would say the cheapest is probably going to be Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because he's, he's broke. He's, he's, like, broke. he's bankrupt. Okay, so that's not right. That's not right. All right. Uh, or do you want to just give me all five? I'll and just I'll give tell you all you five. Right or wrong? I'm going to okay. put it in order. I'm okay. going to say number five, lowest on the list, uh-huh. least expensive, is Nick Cage. Okay. Uh, my number four is probably going to be the 2014 gift bag. Okay. My number three is going to be the DeLorean. Okay. I would say number two is Step Brothers, and number one is Emily Blunt. Ooh, you are just you're wrong all over the place. Fuck. Okay, so the cheapest is the 2014 Oscar gift basket. It had a value of eighty thousand dollars. Wow, okay. still expensive. But it is very um, for next, a gift basket. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's a, that's an expensive. I got basket. a muffin basket. <laughs> <laughs> Cost five dollars from Walmart. <laughs> It's not even like good <laughs> muffins. It's like those little shitty mini yeah. muffins. They're, They're still in the package. Hard as a rock. They're still in the package. I choked on a blueberry. Otis Spunkmeyer. <laughs> um, okay, number four mm-hmm. is the DeLorean from Back to the Future, mm. which was auctioned at $541,000. Wow. Um, number three. A steal. That yeah. is a steal. Number three, surprisingly, is Emily Blunt. Really? Yeah. She has a net worth of $16 million. A lot of it's Krasinski money. I was about to say, that's that <laughs> office cash that, that she's that sitting office, on. No. Um, next is actually Nicolas Cage with $18 million net worth. Wow. I know. It's tricky because you'd think he would be broke with the Elephant Man. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then number one is Step Brothers. Cost $65 million Holy to make. Holy fuck. That's an expensive comedy. It's an expensive comedy, and it's one that watching the movie, you almost went. They almost had to go to actor salaries, I imagine. Oh, it 100% because there's no special yeah. effects in that movie. It, there's just nothing. But that's why I put it on here because I thought it would be tricky. That so, is. That's it. You tricksy you, rabbit. You, you you messed up bad. Messed up bad, bro. All right. So here we go. All right. This is my yours? turn. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start out with Tyler Perry. Okay. Mia Wasikowska. Uh, Avatar. Uh, a... A TIE Fighter. Miniature or actual? Uh, miniature. Okay. And uh, 2016. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to follow the trend of mine, but I'm going to say the 2016 gift basket is the cheapest. Uh-huh. I'm going to say next, unfortunately, is followed by Mia Wazikowska. Okay. Then I'm going to say the TIE Fighter. Uh-huh. Then I'm gonna say Tyler Perry, and then I'm Avatar's number one is the most expensive. Um, how close was I? Not. Oh damn it! Go through your list. What's the cheapest? All right, wait. So what was your number one most expensive? The number one most expensive was Avatar. Okay, and then you said Tyler Perry. Uh huh. And then you said the Tie Fighter. Uh huh. And then you said Mia Wasikowska. Yeah. And then you said the uh, gift basket. The gift basket. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're actually kind of close. Woo! Yay. All right, so it actually goes the cheapest is the Oscar gift basket. Which how much was it in 2016? $232,000. Oh exponentially growing. <laughs> $232,000 gift basket. Oh my god. Okay. They each got a private jet. They did. Uh followed by the Tie Fighter. Oh, okay. Which is $402,500. Okay. It's sold for at auction. Then you've got Mia Wasikowska. Oh, so I switched those two. 
Now, this says, and I'm starting to wonder about your Emily Blunt numbers, uh, because this is net worth. That's what, Yeah, that's what I okay. looked up. Uh, for Mia Wasikowska is $275 million. Really? Yes. Was it net worth for... Wow. That's her, that's her net worth as of this. So I don't know if that was just combined over the years, but the site <laughs> that I found said her net worth was put at $275 million. Wow. I mean... Says she's one of the highest grossing actresses. Wow. That is surprising. That's what it said. Now, the numbers could be wrong. Now, that's above Tyler Perry? No. She's third. Okay. So, she's she's right below Tyler I'm, Perry. I'm surprised Tyler Perry's making that kind of money. Tyler Perry says that his net worth is... He's, he's number two is 400 million. Oh my god. Yes, is what his is <clears throat> his net worth is. He is what it says he is one of the wealthiest actors of all time. That is just unacceptable. It's that Medea money. That's the <laughs> boo. what it is. It's scary. And an avatar's 8 billion million. You know what's sad? <laughs> Avatar is number 1. But it only beat Tyler Perry by $25 million. Oh, my goodness. It cost $425 million to make My Avatar. goodness. $425 million. And that's just the first scene. To make Avatar 1. They're yeah. making four of them. <laughs> that's just to pay for Sam Worthington it in that wheelchair. Well, of course. I mean, it's worth it. Right. He's Wor- worth it. <laughs> Worthington. But, yeah. Wow. So, Tyler Perry, $400 we give that guy too much money. Dollars. You think most of that came from the sequel to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I would assuredly say that's yeah. straight up Stockman cash. Okay, good. Whoo! I mean, you get turned into a rat, you got to have some sort of I mean, compensation. That's what I'm saying. So, wow, that's Dude, amazing. That's sickening. <laughs> that's very. We uh, give too much money. I'll to be honest people. to all of our actors. That is that is way <laughs> too much. That's not okay. Okay, so we're gonna give them. We're gonna give Tyler Perry four hundred million dollars, but then also give him a two hundred thirty-two thousand dollar gift basket. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't win an Oscar. I know, but I'm just saying. Like, really? Ooh, man. Really, yeah. Hollywood? How about man. giving high five the podcast? Poor that old cash? Nicholas Cage is only sitting over there with eighteen. That's million. what I'm saying. By by compare, that's why I was like, my numbers have to be wrong. But apparently, I looked them up as we were talking, and they're not. So also, where the fuck is Mia Wasikowski getting all this cash? She right? has the best agent on earth. Seriously, those Alice movies were not that good. No, <laughs> the uh, the Boo Hong movie was pretty good. Yes, but some, so good. somehow she she's got to own like a clothing line, right? Something got to something because I know Disney. If Disney's willing to replace, uh. Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man because he's asking for too much money. Right. If she comes in and she's like, I'm going to need $40 million to play <laughs> Alice, I'm pretty sure Disney would be like, mm, fuck yeah. off. First one didn't go that great, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're okay. We got the Jabberwock over yeah. here. We're How much good. are we paying Depp again? Yeah. $10 million? <laughs> <laughs> And he's putting prosthetics on for Kevin Smith Canada movies. Like, <laughs> right. Like, we're, we're paying him too much. Right. Yeah, she's got... Well, actually, I guess it does kind of make sense because... Uh, Wazikowski or how, how I don't know Wazikowska Wazikowska um, is Wazikowski is Dutch for Polaroid <laughs> is it sure no <laughs> it's not so her don't family, ever listen to her family totally owns Polaroid I heard she invented post-it notes <laughs> yeah she she is um, she's Howard, partnered with Romy and Michelle she's Howard Taft 
<laughs> she is Howard Taft. She's Hamilton. Yeah. She's Alexander Hamilton. She, and wrote the musical. <laughs> she She's Lynn Manuel. <laughs> she is. So yeah. Oh wow, that was fun. That's a fun and very disheartening, yeah. <laughs> disheartening game. Oh man, and on that, I think that that, that you know, ends this Black Friday on a very black note. You know what though? What makes me feel good? None of them can touch that high five the podcast money. <laughs> That's true. None of them. None of it's them. It's like even if they they wanted to, they couldn't get their hands on it. No. Disney. As hard as they tried. You're looking at a multi billion dollar buyout when you're wanting this baby. <laughs> yes. You because you can't even. We got so much. You can't even when they're like, you it. know who we got to get? We got to get Marvel done. We got to get the Muppets done. We got to get Netflix done. We got to get high five the motherfucking podcast. We're gonna be like, wait, whoa, 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 Disney, slow your roll. Let's see your terms. Right. Are we talking Netflix money? Because that's a <laughs> joke. You remember Lucasfilm? <clears throat> yeah. Now you're in the ballpark. Yeah. We're like Pixar. <laughs> we are like Pixar. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> no, they bought them for cheap. That was like the first one. <laughs> That was the first one to go. No, no. Oh. Let's let's hold out like Lucas. <laughs> yes, okay. Retire on Rancho High Five. I like it, yes. Rancho Seco? <laughs> Jose Canseco? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Houso mm-hmm. Cinco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hey, you know what You know what they say? It's closing time. <laughs> yeah. you, you don't have to go home. But you can't <clears throat> stay, stay here. here. <laughs> Yep. So, uh, so yeah, we get they're locking up the stores. We can sing more '80s or '90s pop songs. Nah, let's not. Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> and I, I said, "What about breakfast at Tiffany's?" He said, "I think I remember the film goes as I recall. I think we're both gonna like this." And I said, "Well, that's the one thing we got." And sadly, that brings us to the end of this week's High Five. As always, thanks to my co-host Jay and to you, the High Fivers out there. We'll be back in two weeks with another list. But in the meantime, be sure to email us any of your lists or questions to myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. And as they say in the movies, that's a wrap. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.